0: sit down we just come up with that we don't use computers we don't rehearse we're gonna talk about this next we're gonna talk about them we're gonna talk about the bulls, and then we're gonna have Brad Biggs on and then we're gonna have uh, all this no no if you don't know what you're gonna talk about in the top of your head before a show you shouldn't be in the business I don't know what you got I feel like Vince Vaughn in, in a couple's retreat the sharks are circling Let's baby. You're listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now.
1: That's right. The Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gandia, Mike Swingman, and there he is in living color. Mike North, how are you, my friend?
0: Nothing ever changes. I'm looking at Twitter waiting to come up. <laughs> I don't know what's weird. going on. Who cares? All I know is I'm glad to be on with my buddy back from vacation in. I guess you were in San Diego. You went to a ball game. The whole you and Donna saw Donna and you together, which was encouraging for me For that your marriage is going well. Um, yeah, when you're still yeah. going on vacations, on long-distance vacations, it's all good. You know
1: that. Yeah, that's right. She, she claims that she still loves me and she's never going to leave me, but every day I watch to make sure her bags are not packed.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Eddie Olchek, because I've seen your Blackhawk sweater, you know. <laughs> That's right. The he, one that was never going to leave ends up leaving, which is the, the media business nowadays,
1: so what are you going to do? Exactly. He he couldn't wait to get out of town. He's, he took a look at, how long is it going to be before this team has a competitive squad out there on the ice? Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> and,
0: and I think also that there, I was with a, a bunch of my buddies, about 10 guys that We grew up uh, together, played ball Mm -hmm. together from the time we were like 11, 12, 13. There used to be like 18 of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, they were all diehard Blackhawk fans. And uh, Mm -hmm. they're not satisfied with how that whole thing went down with the sex scandal, with how the Blackhawks. This was the main contention, not about who's running the show, who's doing this. Is Eddie going to be there? Is this guy leaving? Why is Foley gone? Mostly it was that the NHL. Basically wiped their hands and told the the people that allowed this to investigate it, and that still bothers a lot of people. And I don't think uh, just naming different people to different positions uh, is mm-hmm. going to change that anytime soon.
1: Mike, one one of the most poignant moments in, in barroom network history was when you talked about that scandal and mm-hmm. you called out Jonathan Tays and and. I mean, you did it street style, uh, but still being professional, as you always are. Uh, and I was really taken uh, by your words and and the stinging effect they had on the Chicago Blackhawks organization. And I was really proud of you uh, for, for voicing your comments. It's something I'll never forget.
0: Well, thanks, Aldo. I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because me and you have talked about so many things over the years. Uh, I'm saying years now. I thought it was going to last like three weeks. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like some, and like some I of I my never, marriages uh, to be honest with you i'm not going to be a, a a bs artist i i always knew it was going to be good um but i just thought him backing up the organization was a bad bad look for him especially since he was gone for a year you know we still don't have clearance on that we didn't hear about 2010 till later way later like 2021 so there's people out of jobs You know, Mm -hmm. and even the owner is gone, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know how uh, the new person in charge is going to be, but I don't hear, uh, how you doing, Adam? I don't hear a lot of uh, hope, so we'll see what happens, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens, but they're trying to, basically in the NBA, I think they would have lost their ownership. That's just my
1: opinion. I agree with you. I mean, how
0: do you tell them in hockey, you know, well, you tell them, hey, you screwed up. Yeah, that's it you had a good run yep but they still got the ownership so
1: and mike very, you, catholic, very catholic of them yeah exactly Mike and mike you and i have had i, I i'm going to speculate here but you and i have had this a similar relationship with the blackhawks over the decades that we've been following them i mean it's been tumultuous because sometimes they put a product out on the ice that was pathetic I mean, I remember going to the Chicago Stadium and later the United Center when there were just a a, a handful of fans out there and they they were moaning and groaning. I go to the washroom to take a leak and there people are just saying, "I don't know how much longer I can take this." I don't It's just been pathetic. And yet we've stuck with the product because the game of hockey is so great. Well, we really didn't stick with the product.
0: We we left the product. We leave mm-hmm. the Bears' product if it's bad, which will yes. which might happen this year. Yeah, uh, not everybody's gonna watch every game, uh, mm-hmm. unless uh, unless there's a surprise. Uh, the yeah. same goes. The White Sox are being watched, but they're the ones that get the beating. When I'm watching the Chicago Cubs team, with Tom Ricketts, who's a billionaire, who mm-hmm. walks down that Clark Street neighborhood and says, "Look at what I did," and then he walks inside the ballpark and puts a product out there while charging. Second or third or fourth highest prices in Major League Baseball, that's not redeemable. And that mm-hmm. prices should be dropped at mm-hmm. this time yeah. because uh, they are portraying a Major League Baseball team. They are not, as a whole, a Major League Baseball team yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, maybe
0: they come together uh, in a couple years, but I see pitchers that are two years away, like Thompson, like Steele. I watch the games. I'm not, I'm the same as I've always been since I've been 10 years old. They can't buffalo me. I watch yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Wisdom, a third baseman. He's a minor leaguer, really, but he's mm-hmm. a minor leaguer that can hit homers. You know, you got Schwindel. You got Ortega. I like some of these guys. Morell. I don't want to hear about him hugging everybody. And how it, it's actually in this day and age, they're saying, yeah, yeah you know, the scouting report ha- has them um, telling the players he may hug you. You know what? Get off that. <laughs> I don't want a player on my team hugging everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I, don't even you. Want player, I don't want a player on my team joking around after a home run. We're down 9-2. Okay? Yeah. that's I'm old school. Oh, okay? I, I, he's probably going to be a very good ball player. Knock it off. Okay? And when that's the main crux of the announcing, mm-hmm. duo of whatever his name is, uh, Booger and uh, Deshays, or, you know, <laughs> one of those guys, I mean, when they're talking about that, they know they got a bad product.
1: Yeah, you are so right. Yeah. Mike, I'm going to give you one more compliment, and I promise it'll be the last one now of the Why show. would it be the last? We're only in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, you have been posting these outstanding videos of you walking the dog early in the morning and then giving yeah. your White Sox report. So it's you and Lotto and your cameraman producer, BB North, and but it's you're the star of the show. As you look into the camera and you spill out your most – uh, passionate thoughts on the Chicago White Sox. And you really let Tony La Russa have one. And since then, yes. this team is on a roll. Yeah, <laughs> we're 11-7. and seven,
0: uh, And I say we're, okay? Because <laughs> if I don't get some right-in manager of the year votes and we win this whole thing, because I see, and we've talked about it, very much impatient White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. But I always believe timing's everything. And if you keep saying every day, LaRusse is this, LaRusse is that. Or if you keep saying, trade Lurie Garcia, he better be in the package for Soto. That's ridiculous because the most ridiculous part of that statement is Soto would actually come here. Maybe he will. But right now, I don't know. So to to put it all in a nutshell, I was walking the dog one day. And what happens is Bibi says to me, why are you walking so fast? And I do walk ahead of Bibi. And I've heard uh, from a couple of the ladies in the neighborhood. Why is she walk behind you? Because of the war on men. You know. <laughs> I go, where are your husbands? Where are your husbands? They go, Ed, Ed. I go, okay, I'm walking ahead. And Bibi tells him, no, no, no. I'm walking ahead because Lucky, or, I mean Lotto will, if he sees me walking ahead, he wants to walk quicker. He wants yeah. to be my mom. So I walk behind, plus once in a while he gets a little rumbunctious when he sees another dog or something, and I don't want to get tangled up. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> so, I understand all that, and I'm walking ahead, and as I'm walking ahead of her, I'm thinking about watching that last game, and this was right before the San Francisco series. Okay. And I said, B, you got, you got the phone with you? She goes, yeah. I go, I got to I got to say something. I said, "Listen, I like, you know, Well, what are you going to what do you want to do?" I said, "Just give me, you know, I'll I'll walk up with Laddo because people love Laddo. They want to see mm-hmm. how he's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, he could run for mayor of Del Webb right now here in Huntley if he wanted. <laughs> he's known as the first person basically ever raised in Del Webb because everybody's <laughs> 55 and over. We're not first person first person Animals, yeah, most of the animals are shelter dogs here too, or older dogs. Uh-huh. So, I walk and I go, just started. I'm, I want to just speak my mind off the top of my, mm-hmm. of, of my head about the white socks. And man, it trended. I got like uh, 22,000 trends because I think I spoke for everybody, and mm-hmm. I won't talk about it every day.
1: Yeah, we gotta trade glory
0: guys here. We gotta trade, get rid of Tony LaRusa. That sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, because. Most of the people, like I've said, wanted to get rid of didn't want Tony LaRusso, wanted AJ Hinch. And he's just a he's just a mess as a manager because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the buzzers anymore. It's the truth. He yeah. fixed the baseball game and he's more the manager that was in Arizona. Right. You know? So right. he has no no clue what he's doing. He stays stayed in the dugout. He's not as involved mm-hmm. as Tony LaRusso. He was the right selection, but people still want him fired. Yeah, when there's 70 games left. So I let it all off my chest about La Russa though. Yeah. Said, you know, it, what are you doing? Yeah. Take a of table off. Do something. Quit being, quit being woke, really. That's what I said. Quit being woke. You know? I, love, I love I'll that. tell you what I don't like. Can I tell you what I don't like? It bothers me. I'm a coach. Uh-huh. And there were six years at Notre Dame. At uh, I spent at Notre Dame and Niles. And we had a button-down team. Won 20 games a year. Mm -hmm. And then we got this one really good recruit. And he wanted to wear different color shoes Mm -hmm. than the rest of the the team. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you know what we did? We let him. And you know what happened? Nothing good. Okay? (laughs) So I don't understand spikes. I don't understand red spikes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand not being in uniform if you're Eli Jimenez. I don't. Mm-hmm. and I, But that's Tony La Russa's deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wears a red belt. I mean, what are you? Oh, he's superstitious. Oh, every ball player is superstitious. BB says there's nothing wrong with it. It's probably a symbolism. I go, every ball player's got something. You know, maybe one yeah. ball player would like to put gum on top of his hat because that's when he, the day he made it, they put gum on his hat to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. But you can't. I see the Yankees, they're buttoned down, every button to the top. Everybody's spanking, looking the same. You know what? It's called a uniform. And when I see, I see Mancada, yellow spikes. You know what I'm saying? I just yep. don't like it. People can go with it. It probably doesn't matter to me. It's very petty, but that's just me. And I don't think Tony LaRusso would have done that 15 years ago. Yep.
1: But things have changed. A, half. Yep. Um, a lot of people in the chat room are talking about Lance Lynn. Harp says he's a blowhard, and uh, a couple of other people are not uh, fond of Lance Lynn, who is only, I'm going to say, one in three this season. He has not won a game since uh, the only game he's won is back in uh, on June uh, 20th against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays in a, in a game that he gave up three earned runs and five total runs. So he has not had a good season. What do you think about Lancelin? you think that the uh, bubble has burst with him?
0: You know, you'd like to, you know, he came off an injury. You'd like to give him a couple opportunities, but you also see how much fatter he got, how much heavier he got. Uh, you see his conditioning. He's bigger than he was last year. I don't care what anybody wants to tell me. I, I got eyes. Okay. Uh, so I don't want to say that's the only reason. Uh, But he labors after three innings. So that was a different pitcher last year. And like I said, of course, injuries come into play, but he was ready to come back according to the White Sox, and uh, he just doesn't look like the same guy in pitcher. Now, I'm wrong. But if you try to tell me he's fit to pitch in the major leagues right now as an aging type of pitcher, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I'll tell you. I think I, I've been observing sports for sixty years. I'll tell you otherwise. Yeah,
1: I'm with you, and and it's and it's a shame because this guy really captured the hearts of White Sox fans last year with his, you know, kind of uh, bravado pitching. Absolutely. You know, and, I liked him in uh, the dugout this year mm-hmm. when he yelled at
0: him and uh, him and the coach got into it. You know, yeah. uh, McEwing. So I like that, but I mean, he gets on the field. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, Gio Lito seems back. Uh, Dylan Cease uh, is, has been great. He's got, I think, the best uh, uh, changeup in baseball. Um, the other pitchers, Kopik. I mean, I think we're going to win the division. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind, I think most of America knows now that the real manager of this baseball team is one Mike North.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm telling you, man, they should pay you to go in once a week and, and talk to these Oh, bosses. They saw it. They all saw it.
0: Believe yeah, me, and you know what? I don't think there was the thing that surprised me, there wasn't much griping about what I said. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'll say something and I'll get some feet. There was no griping.
1: No, everybody you.
0: knows it. Everybody knows I'm a white sox fan, and everybody and the credibility I got is I'm a Tony La Russa backer. Yes, but are. if you're not gonna show me the same Tony La Russa that I recommended for the job, mm-hmm. then you're gonna have a problem with me. I don't I, like I say in the video. You like to talk about being, the, well, not him, but people like to talk about him being the second winning this pitcher. He's the second losing this too. He's only yeah. won 54, <laughs> 53% of his games. You that's know, right. in my world, that's horseshit. But if you stick <laughs> around long enough, you'll win three World Series. The thing that I do not want condone, and mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody says, uh, Ozzie Guillen did get personal with Tony La Russa by calling him a Rick Renteria. Uh, with credentials. Rick mm-hmm. Renteria's 309 and 390. Mm-hmm. He managed horribly into one playoff series against Oakland, panicked. Tony La Russa's won, like I said, second most games and three world series. That was an insult. Mm-hmm. Ozzie would never say that to Tony La Russa on set. You know this, we did TV, both of us. You rephrase the question.
1: Mm-hmm. But when right. you're going off the
0: cuff and you're not, that guy's not there. <laughs> Because I know what it's like to argue with Ozzy if he hears it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, if Tony LaRusso <laughs> wanted, La wanted, he could have called that day and, co- and requested to come on the air and, and basically disarm Ozzy. Seriously.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And Tony's had a history of uh, confronting uh, baseball announcers. It's the yeah. famous story with. Oh, uh, so
0: basically, he could say Ozzy's uh, Rick Renteria with credentials. Yeah. More right. than Tony. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: He could say the same thing back to him, and it would be, I
1: think, more legit. But Mm -hmm. I just got a World Series, too. Mm -hmm. Mike, uh, did you get a chance to see the All-Star game? Because I did. I saw most of it, and I was really, really impressed by the uniforms. The the play It was not a a super exciting game, but the broadcast where they're talking to players – Throughout the game, they have play, different players mic'd up. I thought it was sensational TV. I was really impressed. Uh, your thoughts?
0: I guess in the ratings, they didn't do all that well in some demographics. You're right. I didn't watch it. I watched a Dana Andrews movie on TCM, but I did watch the introductions. Okay. I love the introductions. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I loved the introductions. Um, so I watched that. And then I said, it doesn't mean anything. I'm going to take a break. I may flip back. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is what I've heard from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of, first of all, I love the uniforms, but a lot of people, but a lot of people want the way it used to be still. And some young people, uh, home, the Cubs, this or that, but they do this for obvious reasons to try to be more trendy. Mm -hmm. They can also sell the uh, auction off the jerseys. And I love the white. Mm-hmm. The, the the darker one I was okay with, but I did love. I told B, look at those white uniforms, how great they are. So yep. I, I I give you know I give that a, a, a B plus to an A minus the uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the All Star game is concerned, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. I'm sorry they didn't do good in the ratings because I've loved watching this baseball season. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I guess oh. a lot of people now look at things differently than they did in the past when there was only five channels, you know, uh, you would, we would all watch the all-star game. Well, we only had four other channels to choose from now. There's 200, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, I mean, I watched bowling too that night, uh, ladies bowling on CBS, uh, uh, from Addison, Illinois, the, uh, uh, college, uh, bowlers, uh, championship. Okay. Yeah. I turned that on because that's actual great. I love bowling. And you know me and B watched a little bit because you know the Dane Andrews movie ended, uh, and then I turned on a little bit of the All Star game to see what the score was at the time. It was three to two, and I turned. I went on to my other things.
1: Period. Do you okay. do you remember the title of the Dana Andrews picture that you saw? Well,
0: I saw it was Dane Andrews Day.
1: I think yeah, it exactly.
0: Day. Yeah, uh, Dane Andrews, who was the brother of a uh, Steve Forrest, who played Jack Ewing after the original guy died. You're
1: right. And, and he was, wasn't he also on uh, Star
0: Trek uh, before? Yeah, it? you know, yeah, and he's he's and he talks about D- Dana Andrews was a stoned out alcoholic who managed to stay in movies but because of his alcoholism in the 50s started doing film noir movies, they're great. Yeah. I, oh I forgot. I, I mean I could look them up. Uh, uh you look La- Laura Oh, Laura was great with with Gene uh, uh, Tierney, and and Gene Tierney is a tragic. And Gene Tierney, for people who don't know her, I put her as underrated along with uh, Hedy Lamarr as beautiful actresses. That, uh, but she ended up having mental problems and dying mm-hmm. very young, um, married numerous times, and it's very tragic what happened to her. But she made a couple movies with Dana Andrews, and they're great screen. Hair, uh, but I don't remember what the name of the movie was. But film noirs are my favorite black and white, the way they light them. Uh, Fritz Lang did the directing, one of the mm-hmm. all time great directors. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. another Dana, Dana Edwards. I know this is over people's heads, maybe some people's, but I'm into these movies. Ben Hecht, who was a uh, later on a producer with Burt Lancaster and their own, and uh, he he wrote another Dana Andrews movie. And it's just like raw stuff, man. Yeah, women are rotten, guys are rotten. <laughs> Everybody's rotten, you know what I mean. And yep. somehow things work out okay.
1: Yeah, Dana Andrews is one of those great film noir actors. He had the yep. face and the and the mannerisms perfect for that. And, and he looks he, good in a fedora. Yeah. Oh, it looks great. So, yep. um, watch the, on uh, TCM Turner Classic Movies every Friday night at 11 p.m. and then they replay the movie. 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Uh, uh, noir Alley with yeah. Eddie Muller. Eddie Muller. Yeah. He, well, uh, nobody's I, better
0: and that at describing the film noir and setting it up than Eddie Muller. He
1: really is fantastic. And I
0: told, I remember between one thing towards the, to Eddie. And I said, hey, I just saw your setup with Robert Ryan. I think Matt Dillon. The current Matt Dillon is sort of like a Robert Ryan tall. Okay. Yeah. You know, got the, eye. he's Irish. He's got the look. He, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I really didn't get his favorable response as I thought. <laughs> That's but I do like him.
1: Oh, he didn't good. think he didn't find the connection. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Chicago bears because what's the connection there between you as a fan and this team do you have any expectations that they can finish with a better one loss record than they did last season
0: I hope the kid can surprise us you know I keep hearing they have nobody I keep hearing 85% of the people are taking the under six and a half Mm -hmm. I wouldn't bet it but the under I would never bet the under because maybe just maybe Mm -hmm. maybe Aaron Rodgers has trouble without Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. you know that one guy can hurt you I mean that kid was a stud and he went to Oakland and Oakland's going to be better and I can't Mm -hmm. believe Green Bay is going to be better Detroit still I I don't see it Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) and then I got other teams you know Detroit Green Bay Minnesota Mm -hmm. look out for them a little bit but I really Eldo, I think If they could win seven games, I won't be happy. Mm -hmm. But I think a a lot's going to depend, and this is the truth. I think Bear fans are going to be watching two teams this year. They're watching the Bears Mm -hmm. and they're watching Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I was there. I was there when Ditka left the Bears. People split time between New Orleans and the Bears. It didn't turn out good for New Orleans, and many of us quickly came back to the Bears. We admit it, Mm -hmm. but I never left the Bears. I watched both. I watch both. And I think that's what's going to happen this year, which is going to be for a fun football season. I want them both to win. Yeah. I do. I do. But I think you know, this he doesn't have enough around him. That's not the narration I want to hear. You yeah. know, you didn't trade up to hear that. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you this: if he passes the ball and mm-hmm. there's a guy on the receiver, we'll know the receiver's not good enough. But if right. he passes the ball mm-hmm. and the guy's got wide open and it goes 10 yards over his head, we'll know it's him. Yeah. I, I'm not stupid. I will know when it's his fault. I think you're not. I don't think most of the f- will not. I've watched so many bad quarterbacks and and only a few good ones and, and they all... All of a sudden, he didn't have anything. He doesn't have anybody around him. Well, you know how to know something? He, he didn't have a good first year. I think the thing that he's got to hopefully curtail is the fumble. Mm-hmm. If you fumble 12 times and you only played 10 games... That's that's mm-hmm. not going to last long. It's not. So hopefully they'll both do well. I mean, there's nothing yeah. I can do about the fact they still want Mitch with the Bears. Nothing I yeah. can do. I'm done arguing about him. He's the starter for the Steelers. Field starter for the Bears, and the comparisons will start to go. Period. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you're right. You know, and when, when it comes to Justin Fields, he's got to secure the ball. He's yeah. got to be more accurate with his passing. Right, going to be a big
0: determination. If I if if, if Mooney is open by ten yards. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he throws a ball right to Mooney, I'll go, yeah. But if he's open by 10 yards and he throws the ball behind him and he's wide open, we're going to know whose fault that is. A bell tried to say, well, Mooney probably went the wrong way. No, that's not cut and dry. If there's miscommunication, that's on both of them too. So I'm going to be fair with the kid. That's the only way I know how to be. I'm not going to beat up the kid because the bears were foolish enough to get rid of Mitch that's my opinion because this kid you want to support him you want to support him that doesn't mean you have to be happy you know you live in the greatest country on earth ask everybody if they're completely happy with the greatest country on earth they'll tell you absolutely not that doesn't mean i didn't put on an army helmet to go kill people for this if that, if i was told to so that's mm-hmm. my argument to anybody else. I love this country very much. I get aggravated at times, but I don't say too much. But I'll tell you this: it's still the greatest country on earth, in my opinion. And I love the Bears, so I want them to succeed. Harp they says that. it's the it patriotic said- thing in there, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I was going. They try to that. disarm people, but you can't. <laughs>
1: Hart says it's a development season bunch of cast offs and one season players his eyes are going to be on head coach Matt Eberflus and the new offensive coordinator the guy they got from Green Bay Luke Getze I, I think that's a good way to look at it you know evaluate the coaching but a lot of times when you evaluate coaching you're evaluating the one loss record you know, it's hard. Hard to and, and
0: also I would also say this their defense could be a surprise I mean uh-huh. yes. they lost Khalil Mack right Okay, mm-hmm. bye-bye. To me, you had one, two great games, and the rest were serviceable. For the money that you made, shame on you. Good luck. Have a good time. Uh, Robert Quinn is still on the team, isn't he? Or is he gone? Yes,
1: he is. No, he's still with the All team. All right,
0: Rokan, is he still on the team? Yes, he is. Is that useless safety we, we have? He's still on the team? Any <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the man that should have a red tape going ole. <laughs> <That's> him, yes. <laughs> uh, but if they all play up the capabilities, I think their defense can play with feet with games. So here's what we need to help Justin Fields. Short field. Short field, turnovers and three and outs. or maybe not extended drives, the Bears, even with their great defenses. Mm-hmm. I remember Mitch got blamed that one year he was four and one when he came back. They they lost the Detroit game to defense. It was like a 15-play drive all the way down the field. Mitch Mitch was on the sidelines going, what the hell's going on? So the defense, I think, could set the tone and hopefully set fields on the short field.
1: Mike, I I could not say it better myself. You're absolutely right. Really, if this team is going to get close at all to having a winning record, it's going to be the defense. It's going to be the defense creating turnovers, Getting uh, the Bears offense, the ball with a half field to work, relying on the running game a lot more. Don't rely on Justin Fields to throw the ball 30, 40 times. It, it should be old, good old-fashioned football with a hard-nosed defense that offenses from both other cities are going to be afraid to come to Soldier Field and play. Let's get back to Mike uh, D- uh, Dick Butkus, Mike Ditka type football.
0: Well, I don't think they're going to be afraid this year to come into Soldier field. I think they probably most of the teams put a W down that's that's no different than going to Wrigley Field now. Mm-hmm. I mean Mike Schmidt and I told this story uh, I interviewed Mike Schmidt and uh one time at uh the in Bolingbrook the golf outing the celebrity golf outing mm-hmm. it was an honor and we got on a couple things first is old his dad was very tough on him um, he was raised really tough and uh mm-hmm. I didn't know that but we, as we were talking I could sense he was happy to be talking about it but then we got on the subject of the Cubs and he said when he came to Wrigley Field for a weekend series he yeah. expected a minimum two home runs okay and to sweep the series that's how I think uh uh teams fear don't don't they fear the Bears or they don't feel fear of the Cubs because that's what's happening now the Cubs have one of the worst Home records, If I think they're 17 and 31 or 18 mm-hmm. and 31 or 18 and 32 for Wrigley Field. It's just a pitiful product. So they put W's down. And as we see, Mike Schmidt in 130 games hit 50 home runs at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. In 130 games, folks, and he had a, a OPS or something of over 1,000, higher than his. If he had played at Wrigley instead of Veterans Stadium, he would have hit over 600 home runs easy. But oh, he yeah. played in that huge field um with AstroTurf. He had to play third with AstroTurf. And he still <laughs> hit these home runs. So I think that's how teams feel uh played in '85. They didn't they they cried in when they, they wept openly in their locker rooms when they saw that they were playing the Bears. Big difference right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And yeah, you you brought up that thought in my mind about playing third base with that astral oh. turf. That was like being in front of a firing squad. It's like what? And yet,
0: that? he's one of the great
1: third basemen.
0: Of he is the greatest third baseman. They could talk about Brooks Robinson all they want. I see third basemen now make plays we would they would have never made back then. This guy yeah. Lemayhew on the mm-hmm. Yankees. I watch the Yankees. I watch everything. I I I live I live in a house and look out the window once in a while. <laughs> this guy Lemayhew going to. I think the one play that they make so easy now that they could never make 40 years ago was the ball that's hitting foul territory, the ground ball. Mm-hmm. They catch it with the backhand and just flick it to first base and the guy catches it like this. Mm-hmm. It was tough to make those plays back then. So um yeah, playing on AstroTurf mm-hmm. had to be crazy.
1: Yep. Uh, A few more football items here that I want to share with you. Uh, Notorious uh, TBG wonders if Robert Quinn will still be wearing a Bears uniform in September. And Mike, quickly, my thoughts are that I think the Bears are going to try to hold on to him uh, close to that trading deadline and then try to make a deal with one of those desperate teams that can make the playoffs, but they need a pass rusher. Like Von Miller was traded uh, in the middle of last season for two draft picks, a second and a third. If the Bears can get that in October, uh, that would be a good deal.
0: The only difference I would say between him and Von Miller, it's an every year thing. Mm -hmm. Robert Quinn had a terrible year one year, and it was in a free agent year. And don't I don't want anybody telling me your past doesn't matter when new contracts come. They look at everything. You know, Mm -hmm. Von Miller is just a completely different. But I'm not taking anything away from Robert Quinn. He was Mm -hmm. a pleasant surprise. I think the question is, will he do it again? And when he came to a new circumstance, it was a year to try to get used to it. And if you only get a second and third round for Von Miller, as good as Quinn had last year, what can you get for him? Maybe a fifth rounder. But if the Bears want to do that, go ahead. But once again, I can't believe all our teams are so... Pathetic, and the only team that catches heat is the one that's got a shot to win the Chicago White Sox. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, how about that? Isn't that wild? Uh, I want you to react to Alan's thought here. He says the Steelers will look for every excuse to start their first-round draft pick, Puck, at the quarterback. And if Trubisky throws for three hundred yards and one touchdown, but loses those first two games, they will pull him. What do you think about that?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. But I will tell you this: if after eight games which will surprise me if this happens, it happens. Not that this can't happen, but uh, Kenny Pickett, let's talk about him. He was there at 20, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a reason Mm -hmm. he wasn't there at 19, okay? Mm -hmm. Or 18 or 17. And from what I understand, after 20, if the Steelers didn't take him, he might not have gone until the 39th or 40th pick. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out when he became Joe Namath, okay? (laughs) I saw what he did, and there's no doubt in my mind that – But you know what? He's unproven. They made the playoffs, though, with Ben Roethlisberger averaging six yards a pass last Mm -hmm. year. Six Mm -hmm. yards. Excellent coaching. Good offensive line. Kept the guys off him. Still knew how to play the game. I'll be stunned if Pickett starts this year. I know there's rumors in Pittsburgh, because I'm following that, that he may start out on the third team. So we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens.
1: Yeah, I think you know the only way Pickett sees the field is if he has an outstanding training camp. Yeah, and and Mitch falters. I, I I fully expect the Steelers to be fully committed to Mitchell Trubisky because they believe that their chances of making the playoffs are much better with the experienced quarterback Mitchell Trubisky than a rookie quarterback who was drafted late in the first round. I'm with you yeah. on that.
0: Level. Well, here's what I'd say, El. Man, we're on our game. It's like riding a bike. I hopped on a bike the other day. Actually, I balanced it for ten feet, and I was surprised before I had to put my foot down because I didn't think I had it in me anymore. You didn't do it, Joe Biden? No, no, but I did shake hands with the air, um, and I, I could only wish I wasn't really handcuffed and invisibly handcuffed in my lifetime. It hurts. Uh, just being honest. Uh, you know, I never went like this when I was handcuffed and looked at everybody, <laughs> and then waved. I never did it, but it's a phenomenon. Anyway, now I'm going to say this about Mitch: if if the Bears in '85 were one and three in preseason, okay, mm-hmm. they looked absolutely horrendous, and then they turned it on. Uh, Chris Watch, an electric bike. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. <laughs> the last time I steered like this, I was 11. Anyway. Uh, but for the first 10 feet, I was as smooth as evil can evil. Um, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what Mitch does in preseason. They got a, the steal of a lifetime for $7 bucks when other mm-hmm. teams are offering guys who are maybe in jail, $250 million, uh, you know, and uh, they got a steal. Now, here's what happens. I think Pickett plays – I don't know if Pickett plays right away if Mitch gets hurt in the first game, heaven forbid. Mm -hmm. I think the other guy would play. I don't think Pickett's ready yet. I just don't think you could throw him in there because look what happened to Justin Fields last year. If you got Mm -hmm. other guys in front – and Mitch Trubisky's working out with them. Mitch Trubisky says, come on, what a teammate.
1: What a teammate. He's always been a great teammate, yeah.
0: I mean, what a teammate. Come on. We're mm-hmm. hearing other teammates say, it's not my job. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky's a class act who will do well. I'm praying he does well. It's a shame people, some people don't want him to, to to, to, to justify why I'll be wrong for the first time about bear quarterbacks in like two decades. Mm-hmm. Since Cade McDowell, first time. I'll be wrong. I was right about Cutler, right about them all. But I don't want Justin Fields to to fail, but I know there are, and and my guy, Big Mac, my guy, Mac, you ever see Mac on on Twitter? I did his podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I told him, I says, I'm looking for, I said, you know what? I'm looking for Mac. He goes, what, Mike? Because Mac's a public league guy. We get along. He goes, I'm looking for the first black black guy to say he wants Trubisky over field. You know what he told me? You ain't going to find that. <laughs> so I know what it's about. And you know what? That's fine. But you better perform because at the end of the day, you know who'll be the first to turn on them? The
1: brothers. Let's go. Uh, well, that that could, we could spend an hour and a half talking about that subject right there. Oh my time. God.
0: No, we yeah. can't.
1: We, <laughs> can't. Everybody's
0: crazy. You know what? I pulled the That's shades. Hilarious. You know, I pulled the shades. They go, why are you pulling the shades? It's not sunny out. I go, you still don't get it. I stay in the house
1: and watch TV. Uh, Harp has a question regarding Eddie Goldman, the former Chicago Bears defensive lineman who had some good seasons here, seasons here with the Bears and then was signed by the Atlanta Falcons. And then... He retires. <laughs> he was on the contract for about two weeks. And so Harp wants to know, what do you think that says about uh, the Falcons? He's not the GM over there now. He's like the assistant to the GM or something like that. He's got some big role over there. He's, got, he's brought back a lot of Bears former Bears players to the Falcons. But what do you think that says about Ryan Pace? And what are your overall thoughts about Eddie Goldman retiring?
0: Well, he forgot to tell everybody, according to one Twitter guy, that he retired in 2019. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but there's Ryan Pace's handprints on this somehow. And yep. and although we got to be fair about this, you mm-hmm. got to know your personnel. But then I see where the Bears GM have, uh, they have a wing now called uh, Cell Block Three, uh, where they <laughs> picked up three guys for weapons and everything else. For, yeah. You know, that, that happened during the Fred Miller days. Mm-hmm. And now we got these guys who aren't doing their homework, apparently that think mm-hmm. you know when you have when you have three guys in one offseason eldo that mm-hmm. have police problems yeah yeah what's the background going on here seriously mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah you know i i what is the background on that i mean it just doesn't look good it's not a good start for either pace or the bears yeah
1: it it is it is concerning. Uh yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. But uh regarding Eddie Goldman, you know, Eddie Goldman was an outstanding Chicago Bears interior defensive lineman. He he could eat up a lot of space. He did a lot of the dirty work. Yeah. There was always two guys blocking him and that freed up space for Khalil and some of the other guys to do their things. When he wanted to play, he was a damn good player. But when COVID hit and he said, you know what, I'm gonna sit out this season, I'll still get most of my paycheck, and then the following season, the Bears couldn't even contact him. He wasn't returning calls, and then he shows up to training camp late. You could tell. This guy is dumb. He doesn't love the game anymore. That's yeah. the
0: problem. I, I, I will tell you this. The two guys that stick out to me, Eddie Goldman's one. There's no doubt about it. He, he didn't want to play anymore. And Trey Berg. and Trey yeah. Berg. He was another guy to bail out of a championship game. Because you're having issues. Yes. You know. I mean, you're you're a little nervous. I would never. A little nervous. You're an NFL (laughs) player. You've been so okay. If you have mental problems, that's fine. But my God, tell somebody ahead of time before the championship game. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. I think maybe the Bears might have known some. It doesn't matter. You got to answer the bell. And I'm tired of people not answering the bell. And they can fall back on anything they want to fall back on. And everybody's supposed to accept it. Your job is to play the game of football. It's a job mm-hmm. that many people would want, and for you to back out, okay, of a championship game, okay. And the same thing goes. I remember CC Sabathia didn't went to get alcohol rehab the day of the day before the playoffs started. It couldn't mm-hmm. wait a week. You know, it took mm-hmm. me thirty years to quit. You can't wait another week. So. Yeah. I just see things like that, and it, may, it it bothers me a little bit. It just as a as a person, like, and I, everybody's got problems. You don't mm-hmm. think you think fifty three football players? You think that guy is the only guy that has problems?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They all got problems. Everybody's got problems. You got to battle
1: through it. A lot of times you do. I mean, I uh, I remember when I played. Uh... Sports and I, thought, and I had a problem, mental problem or something. I'd do a shot of whiskey and then get out there and play. <laughs> you gotta play. I played
0: a lot of games. Hey, you know, we had a bad day at the cash register. I gotta go play softball now, you know. And you got that. You, uh, you know, maybe the day didn't go as good as you thought. Maybe you gotta weave through prayer. I mean, you know, you're hungover. You know, you play. That's your job, that's what you get paid to do. And now we hear excuses for not playing. I'm tired of it. I really am. I mean, you expect your guys to play. You know, you expected back in the day every player to play, and they usually did. And, and you got an all-star week now where you get a week off. Mm-hmm. A week. They used A-ho. to go, Did you? we're going to have two all-star games and then take the midnight flight. We're playing tomorrow.
1: Back <laughs> in the day. And That's nobody cool. said nothing. Now yeah. you need a week. Okay? <laughs> it's all different. Oh, it really is. Oh, let's see what uh, the super fans, Channel 89, says. He says Pittsburgh is in that exact same position as the Bears were three years ago with Mitch. Great defense with a small window to capitalize and Mitchell Trubisky, also known as the next Rex Grossman. I've never heard I, anybody I, call him that. No. I, I think no. maybe <laughs> what he means there is that Rex took the Bears to the Super Bowl. I, I'm, I'm speculating. Yes? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Although he almost, existed, nobody even recognizes him. Rex Grossman could walk in a bar and say, you know, I won a Super play. And did not play in the Super Bowl, I Bet anybody in there I played in the Super Bowl. Okay, so I give him full credit for that. But Mitch Trubisky holds bare records. Grossman, uh, Rex Grossman was a 50% passer. And uh, you know what? I gave him I give him credit for playing in a tough town and never bailing out Mm -hmm. being pretty good with the media. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to disparage the guy, but if Rex Grossman was Mitch Trubisky, he would have had a 10, 12 year career. I mean, a good one.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. All right. uh, I wanted to touch on a little bit about the, our Chicago bulls with you because uh, a lot has happened since we last talked. Now, They've picked up veteran free agents like Andre Drummond, and they've extended the contract of Zach Levine. He is now a, a maxed out player. He's going to be making more money than than Elon Musk, <laughs> given the way that no, stock is. <laughs> Although Elon I want Musk. to
0: congratulate Elon Musk. I saw him with his shirt off. He's whiter than me.
1: Oh my god! I saw that picture too. I
0: was like, "Holy cow!" First what? thing I said is vanilla. <laughs>
1: He's so white, he's clear. Uh, But what do you think about these Bulls? Do you think that they could compete next season for the NBA Eastern Conference Championship? No. (laughs) Because you know what? They're 55 to 1.
0: Even, listen to this. They Mm -hmm. signed Zach. I have no problem with him. No problem with him. Plays Mm -hmm. as hard as he can. But if you didn't win, if you didn't get there with them, investing that kind of money in them, instead of trading him for some valuable pieces, which I think you could get from a lot of people, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. yeah. I thought I'm not I, I mean, it was like I saw Casey Johnson write that he it looked like he was gonna sign. Well, Casey works for bulls.com, so I knew he was right. But I said to myself, if I took over and I was 55-1 to one when I before I signed him, and I'm still 55-1 to one after I signed him. Mm-hmm. Is Drummond going to make a difference? No. They wanted to get bigger under the rim. I understand that. He's a space mm-hmm. eater. Right. But I just think the Eastern Conference is just so tough now mm-hmm. that it's good we brought Zach in. He's an entertaining player, but I don't think he'll ever win a ring with the Bulls. I don't. Mm-hmm. You, got, you oh. got Milwaukee. Philadelphia just signed Harden again he's out to prove people wrong. You got the Celtics, you got the heat. It's not that the Bulls aren't going to be decent.
1: Yes, they're
0: they're going to be fifth or sixth and they'll yeah. probably win them. Maybe they win a playoff series. Mm-hmm. That's what, but but if you're yeah. 55 to one after you signed a guy to a max deal and you were 55 to one before you didn't make a difference. You just re-signed the guy that you're 55 to one with period.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, you're making a lot of sense there. and I, Does I that, Did that happen for the first time, finally? <laughs> I love Aldo. You know, it, it. the reason I put it that way is because no. I don't want to believe what you're saying, but you're making a really good yeah. case, you know? Um, Why
0: wouldn't you trade them to some team that's got some great first-round picks? Houston, yeah. maybe, or somebody else, maybe. Um some other team that's got some... Dra- or, or Here's what I want from, from any our Chicago teams. Mm-hmm. I want a live, actual pro basketball player and not prospects. Mm-hmm. In other words, for Chris Sale, I didn't want two prospects. Mm-hmm. I want an actual player and those prospects. We could have gotten more for Chris Sale. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, if my fear is... Look, at, for DeBrinkit. For the blanket.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Who the hell did we get for the blanket? I finally <laughs> like somebody on the Hawks. You know how hard it is to find a 40-goal scorer who's 24 years old? Mm-hmm. Am I raising my voice? This, is, this should be my next one. How do you get rid of that guy? Because you're tanking and you want to put out a bad product. You make nothing but money. You're a disgrace. That pissed me off more than anything. But we never get a, a good player back for Chris Sale, for the break-in. Why don't we ever get somebody good for these guys? It's unreal.
1: I'm better I, think I, got a, I think I got a new Barroom Network commercial. There.
0: <laughs> that I, my God. You don't. Put that up there. I want people to see it. Potter's
1: back. <laughs> my God. Uh, that is great. Uh, a lot of comments in the chat room regarding Lonzo Ball. Uh, Harp doesn't trust him. Notorious TBG agrees with that. You know, I like Lonzo Ball a lot. And when the team was playing their best basketball with Lonzo at the point, with DeMar DeRozan hitting everything that he shot, with Zach Levine totally healthy and 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 uh, uh, penetrating with his great athleticism, this team was a force. And but Lonzo got hurt, and he, it seems to be a kind of a uh, a repeat of his career. He's not dependable for 82 games. What, what are your thoughts about Lonzo? That's it.
0: If he's dependable, you know. Yeah. I mean, if F. Lee Bailey, the lawyer, missed two out of every five court days, they're not <laughs> winning cases. They're not winning. I, what's that's wrong it. with everybody? you got to have a dependable guy. And if he can't oh. be dependable, that's it. How good would People's Court have been if Judge Wapner was only there once a week, right? Or if Rusty wasn't the bailiff? It's called consistency. It's called consistency. That's what it is. And there's no consistency with the ball. With ball, period. I mean, he's a, he seems like a nice player. His dad touted him, but you can't depend on him. And when you can't depend on somebody, it's going to be
1: tougher. This is the only show in history that's going to bring up Lonzo Ball and Judge Wapner and Rusty the Bailoff in the same I'll, I'll make it more story. current. If Judge Judy shows up once a week, she's
0: not worth <laughs> $50 <million> a year.
2: <laughs> I love
1: it. It's the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> It is the truth. Well, that's the state of Chicago sports right now. When you talk about the Cubs, you really want to you want to lay in the number for a little while.
0: No, but what I would like to say is that uh, for people that were wondering where I was at the score reunion yesterday, well, I couldn't yeah, make it. I couldn't make it. Um, I was invited a couple weeks ago. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, but, you know, I finally uh, had to say I work for ESPN 1000 now. And you know, I've been there four years and they've been Paying me very well. Uh, uh, good Karma Brands has been good mm-hmm. to me. And I just, uh, you know, did the um, 30th anniversary interview mm-hmm. with Danny Parkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I heard from some uh, current uh, score uh, people and I heard from a lot of past score people. And I talked to Jiggets and I talked. Most of us did not go, but uh, mm-hmm. I know some of us went on the phone. I played golf yesterday. I was doing my thing, but I, at some point, you know, I have to say, you know, no matter how the score started, no matter how, what I'd meant to the score and the guys in 92, when you work for another company for four years and it's the 30th anniversary, I just decided I had to uh, uh, stick by Carmen and stick by Randy. Uh, that's still a competitive business. And, you know, f- as far as I know, and plus their family over at ESPN. And you know what? If you want to be part of the family, you can't be going across the street. Um, so I just want to thank everybody, though, who supported the Monsters, supported uh, that 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 station back then, and continues uh, to support sports radio now uh, in whatever uh, format. I, I think that the FCC's got to loosen things up. So, you know, people look at the FCC then, by their standards, then it trickles down to the programmers, to the bosses and then to the talent. Uh, I'd like to see the FCC uh, try to loosen up so they can compete with podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. And I'd like to also say this, I'd like to dispel just a couple things and and I didn't hear this. I didn't listen to the show uh, yesterday. Um, But I want I was on, I think the second greatest interview. I'm not counting the interviews I do with Eldo. We're we're back and forth and they're great. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on a different venue, K- John Callaway did the best interview with me ever. And uh, he just was so professional. I think Eldo, you worked with him. Yeah, Nobody idea. ever covered interviewed me like him. And then he even complimented me by saying, Someday you should run for mayor. You should run mm-hmm. for mayor. And I took that as an ultimate compliment coming from him. But the Red Line Radio guys asked me to come down, uh, Eddie and Barstool Carl, and they, you know, they do a great job, and they did as good an interview of me as ever. And I went down to their studios, and they asked me, "You ever do an interview, and there's a couple things you'd like to compound on, even though you answered for thirty questions? The one thing that I would like to dispel." for people that don't know this about the score, they I was no different than Eddie Olchak We couldn't come to terms. And what Eddie had asked me, and it was a good question, but it was from what he had heard mm-hmm. that I was difficult to work with. And my I didn't answer him the way I would answer him now. I said, you know, if I was difficult to work with, I never missed a day I was there for 16 years, Okay. If you're difficult to work with, Neldo knows this. You don't last 16 years anywhere. That's right. Plus, I had all my guys are still around. Well, uh, you know, Jesse Rogers. Uh, uh, you know, when you look at people, Jonathan Hood from the Score, Fred Hubner just retired. There's still a lot of people that worked at the old Score that are still around. I can name more. Um, but. I only became difficult to work with, and this is what I should have told Eddie from uh, from Redline Radio and Barstool. Because after I turned down the offer, I was offered. I went, they off. I was making one point five million a year. They wanted to pay me seven fifty a year for three years. You don't offer even that kind of money to somebody if you're difficult to work with. I turned it down, okay, because they didn't budge. I came from one point five to one million. So I took off money. They never went up. Okay, that's exactly what transpired. Uh, so that's one thing. And number two, I want the score to always be around. Okay, and if you if you ask me, um, you know, what it's like to have a vision come to reality, I can tell you that. So I appreciate sports radio. I think it's got to loosen up a little bit. But congratulations to them. And the 30th anniversary to me, and Eldo will understand us.
1: How long you been married, Eldo? Uh a total of my three marriages? Yeah, hold on, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna count two girls
0: I went steady with with mine. No, but but okay. I've been married to the same I'm a loyal guy, but And and I've been married to the same guy, uh, girl, for 45, going to be 45 years. Yeah. She could have dumped me any time up until yesterday. Um, (laughs) Today's a brand new day. Uh, (laughs) But I love it. But the bottom line is, when you have a 30th anniversary, you have a sandwich, maybe bicker over whether you want to watch The Devil Wears Prada or The Rifleman. You know, that's our thirtieth. The twenty fifth with the score was a special time because all the guys were there. This was a different story. I'll be
1: at the fortieth. There you go, outstanding, Mike. You ever argue about TV with Donna? Oh my gosh! You know what's great? A lot of stories.
0: BB grew up in an all uh, girl household, single mother, Uh two sisters. Her brother died at twenty seven. She was Mm -hmm. a little girl at the time. Uh, she never watched Westerns. The only Western she went to see. Mm-hmm. She goes, I never watched John Wayne. I go, are you out of your mind? She <laughs> goes, no, I never watched him. Cause well, she goes, but I did go to one of his movies. I go, which movie did you go to? She goes, Rooster Cogburn with mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn. Cause she loved Catherine Hepburn. So now you got Hepburn. And if you watch Rooster Cogburn, there's an argument to be made. If you're going to argue about sequels, and maybe you and Danny Aguirre could argue about this, that sequel to True Grit was pretty damn good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's never mentioned with like Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Rambo, Rambo 1, Rambo 2. Jaws, you know, it's better than Jaws 2. It's oh, it, yeah. it's better than Hangover 2, Ro- Rooster mm-hmm. Cocker. But then, now I watch Westerns on the Western channel, because I'm, I'm current. Um... <laughs> You know who she loves. I'd be out. I'd be out. She loves Clint Walker, who oh, John yeah. Santra says could should have been Superman if you ever see the guy.
1: Oh gosh, yes.
0: Looks exactly like him. He's a monster, and he was a. Yeah. He had a thirty. The guy had a thirty-two inch waist, and he was like six, 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 seven, and Chuck yes, Connors, who I interviewed yeah. for a year and a half on the score. So yeah. And you know uh, what? So- I want to say this too. I love working with Carmen. So that's my deal now, and they pay me good. So, once again, thanks for everybody putting me in a position where I'm still doing something on a very, a very good station.
1: Uh, eloquent words, Mike. Uh, that was great. And um, you know, my my brother contacted me around seven a.m. last uh, yesterday, he says, "Hey, the, the score is celebrating the 30th anniversary. Great stuff." And I thought to myself, "Do I want to listen to that? Because I'm probably going to get aggravated if they don't treat Mike." With the reverential way they should because there would be no score sports radio if it wasn't for Mike North. Plain and simple. That's inarguable. It's been not only something Mike has told me, uh, but also confirmed by people who are you know, in Bobby, control of the situation. You know you who know, I talked to? Danny
0: McNeil. Mm-hmm. We had a great conversation. I'm good. Glad to see Terry was there. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Excellent. I'm glad that he he's doing better. Cause if you're he's there he's doing better that's mm-hmm. the whole um, yep. talk to Jigs twice mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, he came on I think by phone he called me yesterday he goes Mike I'm gonna go on by phone I go go ahead have the mm-hmm. time of your life Jigs you deserve it you that's know good. I just can't do it right he's... now I can't yeah. go on the air and I can't keep. Pressing that issue, if I want to continue my bright future with the ESPN One Thousand, yeah,
1: that makes total sense. And you know what?
0: I got a couple messages from the from a couple of the guys over there. They said the same thing. It made sense.
1: If anyone knows Mike North, is that he is loyal, loyal, and maybe some people would say loyal to a fault. I would not say that. I've never seen that, but maybe some people would say that. But here's the kicker to what I was going to say is that I am so happy that Harp is saying that there were great tributes to you Thank during you. the Scores 30th anniversary show. Congratulations! And so now I'm sorry that I missed it. But uh, you know what? I'll tell you this:
0: There's guys there that that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Period. And uh, but it's they understand uh, the and I don't know if uh, I do know this. If that's what they did, that's good. And I'm glad I'm a, I, I don't look for that. I just think the whole crew. I, I I think it's an absolute sin. Let me just say this. That Danny Lee, for some unknown reason, for some unknown reason, Seth Mason and Danny Lee, WXRT and and the score are not in the Radio Hall of Fame.
1: I hear you. Board
0: it up. Board it up. And that goes to all the square medias and all the people that have hold, held grudges to on the score to this day. Mm-hmm. Board it up. Definitely. Danny Lee. There should be absolute. Absolute. I think everybody at the score that was there, salespeople would tell you the same thing. Best boss I ever had. Had your back, put together a sports station for 700000 There's no sports station. They sold for 77 million XRT in the score. At mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. there's no two stations that would be locally at that time. I mean, I know their station, they say some top stations are worth five million now. Mm-hmm. You know? So the radio has changed, but Danny Lee should be, and so should Seth Mason for WXRT in the score, the two bosses should be in the Radio Hall of Fame, unequivocally.
1: I, I I'm so happy that you're saying that too about Mr. Lee. I mean, this guy, <laughs> there should be statues uh, 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 of this guy. This guy is, is such a, a a an accomplished professional in the world of broadcasting. You know something?
0: If there was a statue, I know there's a few people that would topple it. So you know what? That that's just the way it goes. Like you know he, and 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 it's sad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when he sold. And they had a party at uh, for the new owners at, Vil, uh, at Marchetti uh, mm-hmm. down at, on Erie there. And right off the expressway. The Marchettis had it for a while there. I think it's closed. And it was a big deal. And they had a band and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they didn't even bring him up.
1: That's not right.
0: He sat, He sat in the audience. They didn't mm-hmm. even bring him up and thank him. So, you know right. what? It's a, it's a tough, it's, uh, let me just say this. It's a, it's a, it's a a racket filled with great people, but also filled with people that hold grudges. And, and, and you know what, if you do that, you're only hurting yourself.
1: Right. And then uh, as for those people who say that Mike is difficult to work with, I'd like to share a story. Uh Les Grobstein the late great Les Grobstein he used to come here and do a show the Grobstein Schuster Zone show and and David Schuster echoed these words they both of those guys and especially Les were so complimentary about you and what you did for their careers you brought them to the score they mm-hmm. said that they got a call from you and said don't worry I'm working on it you'll you'll and it happened and mm-hmm. so there's a guy, Mike North, who recognizes talent and then fights for that talent. you know who and- called me,
0: you know, called me up Matt Spiegel. and Matt, I think you know, I don't know if he says it on the air, but he thanked me for a couple of things that helped open the door for him mm-hmm. and and um it felt good to hear from Matt. I hadn't talked to Matt for a while. Uh, I'm happy for him, and he said, basically, I'm doing like cub games now because mm-hmm. you were the first guy to put me on the air. So I had a good eye for the people that uh, I brought over a lot of people. I hired Chuck Daly right at Gibson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I said, you're going to be my basketball expert. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I basically, I wanted the station to be so, so great. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wanted it to be so great <laughs> and it fulfilled my expectations. And BB said to me, how many people, I mean, they don't mean how many people, can have a vision, and then be a huge part of carrying out that vision, and that's mm-hmm. my wife saying it. And then she said, "Now come eat before there's a problem."
1: <laughs> Dave, look at oh, the, by the listen. way, my wife. You know
0: this. Uh-huh. No matter what, always has my back. So. Oh, for sure. Listen,
1: okay. Says uh, he was in grade school listening to you, Mike North, on the score in the 1990s with my dad in the car. Only two guys were crying, laughing, listening to Mike North and then Jim Rome. Mike North is the funniest guy I have ever listened to on sports radio. Wait a minute.
0: To this day. Let me tell you something.
1: I heard the other day,
0: Jim, well, not the other day, maybe two weeks, Jim Rome makes 30 million bucks. God bless. Ooh, him. Ooh, God bless. Ooh. Him. Okay. I haven't watched his show ever, but God bless him. I saw (laughs) me and him, me and him bickered just a little bit at Radio Row because I was too loud and he was right down. You know, I go, excuse me, yeah. Uh, But he's a good guy. He knew who the pertinent players were, but that's another thing. When I talk to Eddie and uh, Barstool Carl, who I love, Mm -hmm. and he does good videos too. Those mm-hmm. guys work. They they work. Yeah. And they said, you were the highest paid sports radio guy of all time. And I should have clarified it because there's mm-hmm. guys making tons now. Local. Mm-hmm. Local. Mm-hmm. So, sports radio. I know right. Mancow made more uh, and other people, but mm-hmm. local. So, I wanted to straighten that out, too. But those guys... They treated me like a king, too. So it's good. Perks are good. Everything's good. I'm good. Play golf. You're at
1: home. I'm sure you've got
0: very many chores to do. <laughs>
1: how, how long did you stay in San Diego? I was there for eight days. Uh, and then uh, I got back and I took a, a number of days off. Today's my first day back doing anything barroom related. Um, and so it feels good to be away for a couple of weeks.
0: Okay. What else we got going? Is there anybody else? I think we got the Cubs. Forget about it. Listen, Forget about the Cubs. I'll give you you a perfect example. I know we could talk about. Listen, I don't mind going overtime. I work once every like six weeks now. (laughs) Except on ESPN. But uh, when I have over Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. 89 and a half, I think they can reach that. I have under Boston, who can't beat an East Conference team at 85. Mm-hmm. Point 0.5. I think I have under Detroit, the great A.J. Hinch is going to give me my money for that. So I'm <laughs> maybe got it. But the Cubs, 74 and a half over. <laughs> Man, you know, even the best make a mistake sometimes. I just thought that they could, they lose a lot of close games. They and really I do. think they'll be winning those games in a couple of years. And I hope Hoyer, I still, I don't know who's on Tampa. I watch him every night. They're the same. They all look the same. They're like robots. They just win. They've they've won the division two years in a row. I know every Yankee. I think they got a guy named Rosa Arena on Tampa. Diaz McClanahan's a great pitcher, but I should know the whole team. But they don't have any big stars. They mm-hmm. just
1: win. That's what I mm-hmm. want Cubs to become. That's I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I'm a White Sox fan, but I want all Chicago sports teams to yeah. to win. I've been rooting for the Chicago Sky. They won the NBA WNBA championship last year. But I do got to bring up something about the WNBA. They held an all-star game here in Chicago, and nobody knew. Nobody knew. They weren't nobody allowed in. in. They weren't allowed in. They watched from outside.
0: I think they had it. That's what I read. I don't know what went down. It's the weirdest thing of all time. So, So, look. Push them well; they make money, okay, and 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 they're making some money. Uh, mm-hmm. Going overseas, they got to go, and they want to make more money. But then you better, you better walk in, be in line. You can't be Brittany Griner trying to sneak drugs through a Russian damn I'm afraid to go through the thing that O'Hare because I got because I got a lighter on me. You know, <laughs> he's bringing drugs through the through, through a Russian uh, checkpoint. Yeah,
1: Come on. Move. <laughs> Harp wants to get your uh, preview on the Yankees-Astros this weekend. Pr- critical preview of the AL postseason matchup. Okay, Harp,
0: here it is. Does anybody ever announce like this? Basic.
1: No, now you hey, have to listen. No, there's no more.
0: Two and two. You know, I could, I would go on and do it by, in my 1950s voice, do a whole game. I'll I love everybody that. Everybody to the White Sox game. Tonight is the Yankees versus the White Sox with the fantastic Aaron Judge and he'll be pitted against our guy Lucas Giolito. What a ball player he's turned out to be. Uh makes his home in Compton during the offseason and uh yeah y'all just but they don't oh, do that yeah. anymore. You know what I got to hear? I got to hear a guy miss three pitches and then go, "Steve, why is it corn on the cob and not cob on the corn?" <laughs> I don't know, but I do like corn on the cob. <laughs> In the meantime, there's a homer. Oh. <laughs> I, I used to listen to announcers that never missed one pitch. Never. They miss all oh. the now, these
1: announcers. Know. You I know? know. But your, good, your good buddy, Hawk Harrelson, would miss uh, a few pitches. <laughs> Sometimes when he didn't say a word for a he couple He left minutes. the booth one night. I had enough of this crap. Yeah, one of the greats, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's another
0: guy, though. I used to get on him about it, though, and it hurts me. to See, I used to go, listen, man, why don't you just say they (laughs) stink? But, see, he couldn't do that. I'm I think the fans are smart enough. If I keep it silent, they know what happened. And he was right.
1: Hawk was right. And I just wanted to hear a description of the error. Yeah, well, you had him on, on this show, and, and he said that. I remember you guys talking about it. You wouldn't love him about it.
0: He goes, boy, you'd like to give me a hot time, don't you? Hmm. I love hawk. Uh, I miss good. hawk. I miss <laughs> Hawks announcing. I'd right. rather go silent than go, I'll tell you what. Did you have the, the pretzel downstairs? I had the pretzel. It was a little bit sloppy. <laughs> By the way, home run just hit. <gasps> exactly. I like. Yeah, it's a great. here about three strike two. I tell you what. Here's Pepito. Vince Gulli used to do just eat up all sorts of time because he did it by himself. You know what I mean? He did everything yeah. by himself, and he'd come up with a. here's a Pepito raised by wolves and uh, lived in uh, Tangiers for a while, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he would just bring background stuff in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now it's just. You know, nonsense. But you know what? If you like that kind of broadcast, it's combination of mm-hmm. talk shows and and baseball.
1: Then then do it. Hey uh, Mike, I just got a text. Somebody said uh, somebody asked a question. Did Mike North miss the score thirtieth uh yesterday because yesterday was National Hot Dog Day?
0: <laughs> that was another reason. <laughs> <laughs> Without the hot dog stand, nothing happens for me. We had three of them. Without the hot dog stand, nothing happens for me. And I posted some pictures when the cops were revered in this town and when this town was treated with dignity, even if we had our issues. And I, I always treated the cops with respect. Two great stories about the hot dog stand. We were in a building that was set back. So when it got dark at 6, 7 o'clock, okay, in the winter, it was a, you know, you had your sign. And outside, and it was lit up, and you could see it because it was out on the street. But one night, we had uh, my, one of the kids working, and me, my buddies, two buddies, and two off-duty cops were sitting in the back. And three three dudes walked in, and mm-hmm. they started looking around, and we could hear them. Yeah. And they're just looking and looking, and then sort of like. Out of the thing, the coppers and everything else, and they decide they didn't want anything. So you know, oh, shit's yeah. been happening for a long time. Keep your head on a swivel, you Absolutely. know. And I, I hope the city gets straightened out soon because I love it. Yeah. So does Eldo. We love Chicago.
1: It's love a first. It.
0: it was a first class city. Was, yeah, yeah. and we.
1: This is the first time in my life. You know, there's always been uh, violence in the city of Chicago. But reason. I've always told people who want to visit, don't worry about it. Come. I can't say that anymore. No. Nope. It's, it's gotten out of hand. No, I mean, it made
0: it. It made what I did. And it's made what you're moving and made what you did legitimate. I'm sorry. I yep. saw it coming four or five years ago. Um And I just don't want to put up with that. I, 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 I don't think people should be doing wheelies on Monroe Street. Okay, (laughs) and and I and spin arounds in Portage Park. Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think that should happen. Yeah, and as your mayor, I will bring back rubber bullets and tear
1: gas. My (laughs) God, (laughs) you can't let people dictate. Period. All right, we got a question here about BB's order. What's your go-to BB's order at the uh, hot dog stand?
0: Uh, Home cut fries. Uh, I would probably say. Uh, the hot dog to a uh, hot dog or the beefs. I mean, we were named the best hot dog stand in Chicago. This was before Portillo's by Rolling Stone magazine, USA Today. You have to make sure the bun's steamed, poppy mm-hmm. seed bun. Make sure the hot dog is cooked just right. If you don't aren't familiar with the hot dog stand and you go in, ask them to serve it to your plane because what they like to do is keep the hot dogs in from the night before mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and then serve it to you the next day. And if you put everything on it, you can't see it. So that's a little dip. Our beef sandwiches were good. I mean, our subs were good. We made our own soups. I mean, I that was a 16-year career. I mean, even before I got into radio. So it was it, it made everything possible. Danny Lee walked in there. So and and so did Norm Weiner and Lynn Bramer. It made the 30. If he if XRT never comes in there, I'm just telling you, there's no score. There's no score. They were gonna go within a week to cool. Well, no, not a week. A a couple months within Mm -hmm. uh, because they had just applied for the call letters W. I think it was WJZZ for jazz. They were gonna go jazz and cool country. So they walked in there. We became friends. We started talking. I had broken time on radio. I got my opportunity. They were gonna give me weekends. It ended up working out. uh, Where I ended up doing it during the week, and you know, it's. It's a success story for everybody. And, and a lot of people have been employed. A lot mm-hmm. of
1: people. Great people. The uh, You left out one thing. What? Weren't the cookies also acknowledged as one of the best cookies uh, in the city of Chicago? The brownies. The brownies. Um, best hot
0: dogs go. by Rolling Stone Magazine, USA Today uh, also. And then uh, the brownies were Pat Bruno. Where Pat mm-hmm. Bruno worked for the Sun Times. You knew who Pat. Well, I don't know who he is. What he would do, folks, yeah. is walk into these places. Now, he heard from somebody who wrote in, because he used to say, next uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to do a story on brownies. Somebody wrote him and said, you're not going to believe this. There's a hot dog stand at 3507 North Milwaukee mm-hmm. that has the best brownies in Chicago. Okay. So... What this guy would do is walk in and you wouldn't know who he is. And he'd order certain things. So we don't know who did it. Our place was crowded, you know, during the days. We opened up the Sun-Times. We're the best brownie in Chicago. Well, we have like a little case. Mm -hmm. We had busloads of people on Milwaukee Avenue. We had a line. We had like 50 brownies made, you know? We were cleaned <laughs> out. We said, well, but then they ate our other food and it helped us. You know, we said, come Welcome. on in. And we also gave them some discounts for coming. You know, that's how you do it. And so we got yeah. we got to... my favorite story is the Wendy story. Like, you know that Wendy story? No. Okay. I'm driving down Milwaukee from Pulaski. I get off to Kennedy. I used to go back, you know we do it, side streets and everything. Sure. There. I turn right on Pulaski down Milwaukee Avenue. There's a Wendy's about three blocks down. I look up at the hot, uh, at the sign. It said Wendy's hot dogs. best hot dog in Chicago. I looked down. I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I go to my hot dog stand. Two blocks down. Away from that Wendy's. Bibi says to me, as I walk in, because she was there earlier, she goes, what's the matter? I go, you know what I just saw? I just saw on a Wendy's Best Hot Dog in Chicago. We're two blocks away. We've been written up and everything. I go, how can they say that? And she goes, I don't know. So what do I do? Because back then, you had to do your own. There was no Twitter to say, hey, you see this crap? I'm going to put this picture up. No. No. Was that loud? I call. Channel 7. I go, I got a problem with somebody that's stealing my best hot dog in Chicago. No. Channel 2. No. Channel 9. No. Channel 5.
1: Yes. Oh, good for them.
0: I get a call. It was considered. I get get a call. Mike? Yeah. Is this Mike North? No, this is 1986. I'm not in radio or nothing. Al Lerner from Channel 5.
1: Good old Al Lerner with the mustache. Yeah.
0: Right. Was doing, at that time, street stuff. You know, yeah. like Bob Wallace used to do. Sure. It says here that you're mad about somebody saying they have a better hot dog than you. You're damn right I am, because they don't, and they put a sign up that says they do. He goes, "Really? Hmm. I'm wondering what could we do." I go, "I don't know." He goes, "Let me get back to you." The next day, he calls me. We're coming down with the camera crew. He doesn't know mm-hmm. what's going on. They go to Wendy's. They tell Wendy's to serve the people that are there. Their mm-hmm. hot dog. Ten of them. Ten people are sitting in the Wendy's at the time. Mm-hmm. At lunchtime. They eat the hot dog. He goes now. He had to run. We're gonna walk down the street with the cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. This was Ron Majors and Deborah Norville. Five mm-hmm. o'clock. About five twenty. Me and B are waiting. Just because this <laughs> is what happened beforehand. Yeah. They walk them down. Well, We walked down then to the BBs. They walk in. On that day, our air conditioner had, was broken. It was about 85 degrees.
1: Oh, no. They had just
0: <laughs> the Wendy's. Mm-hmm. They bring in 10 people. We serve them the hot dogs. Nine said our hot dog was better. And we weren't at running with no air conditioner or anything. Wow. It goes on the news that night. They fired the poor manager from Wendy's, who was from Louisville, Kentucky, and had been given. And I felt bad for that, but he they, he agreed to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there are 30, I think there was 40, 45 stores at the time mm-hmm. because I challenged them. That's what I do, folks. That's what I do. They had to take all their signs down. That said best hot dog in Chicago. And okay. how do you beat that? I put it up on Twitter yesterday. If you want to go to North to North, a year later it closed down. The neighborhood Mm -hmm. said no. Not a lot of people went there. People had seen it on TV. It's an Aldi's now. So the little engine that that could was doing it before the little engine that could. (laughs) I don't know how many people who own, but you know, usually McDonald's and them come by Mm -hmm. places like that and they get because. It's busy. They tried it with us and they said the wrong thing. If they never said and then Vienna ended up getting the deal because then Wendy switched hot dogs.
1: Yeah. People are reacting to this in the in the chat. Mr. Englewood says Mike North was being petty. Ha 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 ha. You're yeah. being petty? You, you,
0: you don't was... say you're, hey, hey, Mr. Englewood. Okay. Mr. Englewood un, would understand. Well, yeah, you could say I'm being petty. You, you tell, you tell me you're better than me and I challenge you. That ain't petty. That's stick, stick up for yourself. And that's what they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. And the Wendy's hot dog, by the way, uh, lasted about less than a year as a product for Wendy's. I don't think they sell those things anymore. I I don't know if
0: they still do, but it wasn't, they had a big campaign. That they good. Yeah, I remember and it wasn't just for me. All the other hot dog stands that were by yeah. Wendy's, you mm-hmm. know. But I'm the guy that said, you know what? And if Al Learner never calls back, you know it. And then we just made more business from it from the Wendy's closing because people mm-hmm. just came to BB's.
1: Outstanding story yep. and a good way to close this episode of the Mike North Advantage. I put Mike... it in
0: an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, uh, mm. the checks in the mail. <laughs> nah.
0: Let me tell you uh, something. <laughs> We had the pickaxes out today. We were we were carving away,
1: man. Hey, uh, during the football season, can we uh, be on a little more regularly oh, if you want?
0: You're putting it out there in front of everybody, aren't you?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course.
0: Such a rat sometimes. I uh, love you. Of course. <laughs>
1: of course we're going to be
0: on more. All Are right. you kidding me? Have <laughs> we ever not been on? I think last
1: week, no, we were on
0: pretty regular last football season. So oh, no.
1: yeah. oh yeah, we we went into this schedule now, we're, the our once in a, a a while schedule. We went on that about 4 months ago, 5 months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll uh, be on, yeah. we'll be on every week probably. Okay. Awesome, man. That's what I wanted to hear. I just started sweating. <laughs> it's just the shows Sorry, he goes I'm so <laughs>
0: Everybody does that album, no matter what. (laughs) That is true.
1: (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for watching the Mike North event. I love everybody. That's Mike. Follow him at North to North, and he'll uh, let you know what else he's doing outside of the Barroom Network, which is always fun to watch. Take care, everybody. (laughs)